going on, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Revived, episode number 10. We're 10, we're 10 episodes old. I am your host, as always, Shane Craig, and joining me is the lovely Jesse Craig. Hello. Now, I don't want to immediately disappoint everybody, like 30 seconds into the episode, but we did say that every 10 episodes we were going to be drunk, <laughs> and here we are, stone cold sober. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. And actually, I, I when I said that, I was being 100% real. And I'm going to say that the, the, the only reason that we did not wait... Right now, it is 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. The only reason we did not wait until tonight to record this episode as two drunk individuals, for me, was simply because I had forgotten to not take advertisements for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't feel it would have been appropriate That's true. for me to send our advertisers their, the episode that they're on and for us to be blabbering <laughs> drunk idiots and be like, well, no, but your, yours were, your ads were recorded before. It's fine. <laughs> would they want to be on this episode? Probably not. Probably not. So right. I, I realized that was the case midway through the week when I'd already accepted two bids. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well can't do it this time well that works out because i have to work anyways today so i'd have to like come home and then get drunk and yep, then yeah and then also be like i'm gonna go do a podcast yeah well sacrifices are there to be made sometimes but right you know may maybe next time i do still intend on it happening maybe at another milestone yeah maybe this, this is fine we're only 10 yeah we're not even i mean that is true. Legally, ten, ten, ten year olds should not be drinking. Legally, ten year olds should not be drinking. <laughs> ten week olds, even, which is which is more realistic. That might be fatal. We're babies. You can't give a, a ten week old baby alcohol, hmm. and that's really what this podcast is. Yeah, but you know they used to do that though. They did calm them right down, <laughs> soothe sure that toothache. The baby ain't crying. Only, ba baby ain't moving. I only have to wet your finger too in the alcohol and give it to them. Don't take much. <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know. Guys, I think we do have a great show for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about our next game on the list of top 10 games of the decade. We're going to talk about uh, an upcoming game called Immortals Phoenix Rising and something a little bit more in-depth about it. I am happy to bring you guys another great Twitch streamer recommendation today. It isn't often that you see a Twitch streaming team that's actually father and son, but that's exactly what Team Nub Nation is. Matt and his son Ethan are streaming high-action games like Apex Legends and trying to spread some positive vibes out into the world. Video games are meant to be fun, and it's refreshing to see streamers who haven't forgotten that. Matt has been gaming since the NES in 1986, so you know this love runs deep. It's super cool that he has passed that love on to his son Ethan, and that they are trying to make something of it together. They are even looking for more like-minded streamers to play with and to network with. So if you found this streaming team as compelling as I did, go check them out at twitch.tv slash teamnubnation. That's T-E-A-M-N-U-B-N-A-T-I-O-N. Or find them on Twitter at teamnubnation. So let's start things off with the number five game of the last decade as this last decade comes to its close. We wow, number five already. Number five already. We're moving rapidly towards 2021, which, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. Twenty, It's going to be fine after this year's over. You no. know, We just got to get out of 2020. Everything's going to be just fine. 
sun's going to come back out. It's not going to be 120 degrees in California. Right. No more wildfires. It's not going to be on fire anymore. Pandemic will be over January 1st yep. of 2021. Turn, turn it over. It's over. Yep. It's all going to be. And then we can be, go back to our um, utopian society. It's all going to be just fine. You heard it here first. <laughs> Who are we kidding? It's going to only get worse. This is this is this is not going to get better. So number five game of last decade. You want to take a, a guess at what you think it is? I'll, I'll let me give you some some hints here. Mm. So it uh, has a Metacritic rating of ninety seven out of one hundred. The user score is eight point four, so not quite as high. This game initially came to PlayStation. Uh, PlayStation 3. Yeah. This is going to be Uncharted. Nope. Came to PlayStation 3, then was quickly ported to PlayStation 4, where they added in a first-person perspective. Oh, it's PUBG? Nope. I don't know. They're probably never going to put... Never mind, I won't go there. Uh, One of the first games that we played together that isn't The Last of Us, because we already talked about that, that you saw me play. It's right around the time we got together. Oh, uh... I want to say it's GTA. Grand Theft Auto Five. You got it. Wow, I thought they'd be a lot higher on the list. I mean, ninety-seven is pretty, pretty doggone high. And considering yeah. that actually every game from here is a ninety-seven, it also could be number one. It could. <laughs> it's in a. It's in a. We actually have a one, two, three, four, a five-way tie at ninety-seven. So I don't take, know why I thought that Uncharted would make this list because it probably won't. Uh, you know what? You're right. <laughs> it did not. Okay. It is not on the list. It All is right. actually where does Uncharted fall? Because I feel like so they've got a Thief's End at 93 overall and Drake's Deception at number 92, which is objectively wrong because um, Uncharted 2 should be much higher, but evidently it is not even in the top mm. 50, which is just wrong. It's because Uncharted uh, was not mainstream until. Three and four. Sure. So, mm, I was there from the beginning. Yep. I, did, did you Maybe play? Maybe a gatekeeper. What's did, happening? What I, was just, that? I got an email. Oh. Did you, um, to go fund me. Did you, did you play Uncharted Golden Abyss on the PlayStation Vita? I didn't because I couldn't afford a Vita because I was fucking poor. Well, then you're not a true fan. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> Only true fans have the money to buy portables as well as the main console that almost broke me i was poor as shit i wasted like a whole goddamn paycheck on that bullshit it's horrifying it was a mistake no it wasn't i love my vita it's sitting right there sorry vita i didn't mean to say that about you you weren't a mistake i cherish the memories of i was an after school teacher and i made seven dollars an hour and i worked 20 hours a week so my paychecks were yeah okay nothing. 20 hours a week thing's pretty bad too <laughs> i was working at a department store in clinton tennessee called hammers if you haven't been to hammers you should see us now <laughs> and uh yeah, I, I was I was probably making about maybe eight dollars an hour working forty five a week, just yeah. busting ass, paying my paying my rent, yeah. buying Vitas that I had no way to really realistically afford, considering that I was paying rent. Yeah, trying to buy a house like an idiot. Sorry, house. I didn't mean that either. I'm living inside you. <laughs> it's a good house. We've got this whole other floor that's we don't for nobody use. for ghosts. It's just there. It's where I, I keep my ghosts. It's up where there. I store my gooigies. No, <laughs> we're not talking about that. I'm not talking about gooigies anymore. So Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I 
bought that game at launch, and I really liked it. You know, like I think that I have a I have a memory of a friend who I let play Grand Theft Auto Five, and they did. There, there's there's a there's a certain thing once you get turned loose in the world that almost everyone does when they're playing Grand Theft Auto Five. You're like, hey, try this game. You hand them a controller, and the first, and I'm gonna guess what it is. Okay. Beat the first woman they see on the street. <laughs> Start beating the shit out of people. Kind of. So they the first thing you want to do is you want to get in a car. Because it's all about the driving to Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah. So they, they pull somebody out of a car, they jump in the car, <laughs> and then they and then they just start careening through crowds of people <laughs> just immediately. It oh brings out the absolute worst in people. So my friend drove down to some sort of like a like a marina, <laughs> like a dock area where there's people just kind of lining the docks. And he's in like an SUV and just starts busting ass. <laughs> just people are rolling up the hood, busting the windshield. He's remarking about how it's leaving blood on the car and all this stuff. And I'm like... That's messed up. He's like, wow, it's so realistic. Donk, donk, donk. Just throwing people everywhere. And then he would get to the end of the dock and he'd pull the e-brake and spin around a 180 and then floor it back back the same way he just came as people were trying to pull themselves <laughs> off the ground, running over again, just taking people out. And that's what you do in Grand Theft Auto. I, look, I get that that game, you know, they added all these new actors and they're like, you can switch between this guy and that guy and... Mm-hmm. and I, I did not give two shits about that story. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, I got to where you unlocked Trevor. Yeah. And I didn't. As far as I made it, because I could not care less about that story. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I just don't. I know a lot of people loved it. And if you did, that's great. Personally, I found every character in the game to be obnoxious and they hard were. to deal with. And I didn't want to do it. So what I started doing when Grand Theft Auto Online came around, which was the, the selling, the come on, GTA Online is still massively popular mm-hmm. you, I would jump in there I created my own character I would jump into a server that was private so it was just me so I wasn't even playing it online I guess I was online but I wasn't with anyone else and that's how I would play yeah. I would just fuck around and make money and do do stuff and, and steal cars and customize things and that's how I would play it for a while so I actually um, the other day was given a like a photo through the photos app that was like remember this day um <clears throat> and i can't find it now but it was it a matter. they can't see it yeah it, it well anyways your, show it to your microphone no i was just gonna show <laughs> you i'm kidding uh i played online once i think what what is wrong with you i don't know it just makes me laugh the idea of showing a microphone mm-hmm. a picture here you go microphone. look at this guy what, what do you think it just makes me laugh right mm-hmm. it's stupid yeah I laugh at stupid things. <laughs> you are stupid. I say stupid things, and then I laugh at them. Oh, you're stupid. I know. I'm sorry. I don't know what I was saying. Thanks a lot. So you saw your picture. Saw Google my picture. I played online with um, one of my old friends named Sam, who actually uh, used to be a pretty big supporter of the, uh, what was our XP Earned podcast? If you yeah. remember that? Yeah. Um, we played online together, and that, to me, was like, probably one of the best experiences I've ever had online and it may have been one of my first online experiences because I didn't have like online gameplay before we met and moved in together and everything Um, but he was just driving driving me all over the place and I'm just like trying to hang out my head head out of the window and I'm like trying to shoot at people like as we're going like pedestrians just I mean he was driving me up in the freaking cliffs and mountains yeah. and stuff and we tumbled for like five minutes our car 
like got knocked off and started tumbling down the hill and it was just just such a fun fun time and it had nothing to do with the missions we tried to do a couple heists those were okay but we were having fun just wreaking you know chaos into the city yeah it, it was it was a i think gta f- for me has always represented a, a playground more than anything mm-hmm. a playground of obscene horrible things that you can do one of my favorite things that i was doing when i played i actually played for a while um I would just go to each gas station and and stick them up. I was trying to hit every gas station in the city and then get away. I like that you said stick them up. Stick them up. Instead of rob them. Rob them sounds mean. You say, I'm not going to. I'm just sticking you up. I'm just sticking you up. <laughs> this doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I don't know. It's more fun. You tell the people to stick them up, right? That's like put your hands up. Yep. Stick them up. Mm-hmm. But you don't stick people up. <laughs> You came with a stick and started like. <laughs> I'm gonna stick you up. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Doesn't I like matter. it. It doesn't mean anything. It mean, yeah. I don't know, but it makes me laugh. All right. Okay. Well, I've robbed every gas station in the city. <laughs> stick them up. Yep. I'm gonna stick you up. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So uh, l- let's look at a couple of the little excerpts here from some of the reviews. Some of the the big the bigger reviews. This person says, this is from Game Informer, 2014. Holy shit, we're getting old. I can't stress just how much fun it is to experience Grand Theft Auto V, again, from a new perspective. He's talking about when it ported to the next-gen consoles and got first-person perspective. The impact it has on the series is huge, but it is somewhat muted from it debuting in re-release and not in a new entry in the series. Whatever. Um, So, yeah, that's another thing we should talk about is when they added... um, first person perspective that and game. everybody went to the strip club to get a lap dance to get right up in that you got to get right up in it yeah it was a weird experience i forgot about that until you said that and then it dawned on me like there yeah. was a strip club in there that yeah. people were hanging yeah. out in a lot yeah i had a friend on my on my playstation that um i won't name names but it was rather funny to me like we were <laughs> oh, we, I, was, no. I, was, I was playing something else like probably playing rocket league <laughs> or something and I checked my friends list, and it you know it would it would say where such you and were such, GTA Online, and then where you were, and it said strip club. Oh no! And I laughed, and I went back to what I was doing, and then like forty minutes later, I looked at something again. He's still in the strip club, <laughs> and I was like, "Holy shit, man! Like, what are you doing in there? What is what is going on?" He's respecting women in there. He said he just was AFK, but like, yeah. you know, let's be honest. Right, yeah. You're going to AFK in a strip club for 40 minutes. Come yeah. on, come now, on. Now, one thing is, you could go into. I don't know if you could do this at any other if there were other bars but you go into the strip club and get drunk in mm-hmm. first person mode mm-hmm. and try and drive and mm-hmm. that was amazing a lot of things you can do in, Pu- in PUBG in Grand Theft Auto that, yeah. that you really shouldn't shouldn't be doing well you do it in there so you don't have to do it out here yeah <laughs> yep kind of my drunk driving out in in game <laughs> in yeah definitely yeah don't ever don't do that IRL don't do any of the GTA things IRL it's a bad idea please so GTA 5 is actually going to span three console generations. It, it is mm-hmm. coming on, in online form to PlayStation 5 and Xbox yep. Series S and Series X. How crazy is that? Good on them for like really taking care of their fans too because they do a lot of uh I think they do a lot of different events and they add a lot of updates and stuff. I mean, so it's, it's still cranking right along so yep. they're evidently doing something, right? You got to love those hardcore GTA 5 fans. Do you? Yeah, I do. Because they're playing the same freaking game for like... For seven years. Oh my god, it has been seven years. 
Wow. Here's to seven more. Way to go. The Laughing at Your Life podcast is a hilarious conversational show with two quick-witted, fabulous hosts, Shauna and Rochelle. They bring some much-needed, positive, fun, and giggly banter that we need right now in the world. The Laughing at Your Life podcast reminds me of the wild and crazy topics that would come up between all your best friends during a margarita night. Whether they are reading off weird and hilarious user reviews for various products, not limited to adult toys, or giving shout-outs to listeners, family, and friends, these two had me hooked. These two ladies have quickly won me over with their vibrant personalities and had me ready to share some of their clips with some of my own girlfriends. Shauna and Rochelle are ready to brighten your day and provide you with the sweet, comedic relief you've been waiting for. So go check them out on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. As always, you can find the link in the show notes. That's the L-A-U-G-H apostrophe N at your life podcast. So let's talk about another game that is coming out soon. I think holiday season. A game called Immortals Phoenix Rising. Now, if you haven't seen this game, you don't know anything about it, just give that the old Google search, see some gameplay. And what I want to do, what I want to talk about in regarding, in regard, would be the correct way to say that, in regard to Immortals Phoenix Rising, is the elephant in the room with this game is that it very clearly has taken some really heavy inspiration from The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, It's a third-person, open-world, action-adventure game. It is set in the world of Greek mythology. There are different areas you can go to that are essentially ruled by different Greek gods, very similar to the four beasts in Zelda. You go there, the enemies might be different. You're going to fight a boss there to, uh, if I'm not mistaken from from what I've seen from the story, you're saving that particular god. Yeah. So, which may then, you know, award you new powers, so forth and so on. Uh, there's a stamina meter which constrains your attacks, your climbing, your gliding. You can climb. You can climb. The, it, it looks like you can climb pretty much anything. Mm-hmm. Climb to the top of something, jump off, and glide with the wings of Daedalus, which is very similar to Breath of the Wild. And then mm-hmm. your stamina will run out, and you'll drop out of the sky like a stone. Very, very similar to Breath of the Wild. Even in visuals, it looks somewhat similar. I mean, in visuals, it's almost like there are certain shots. In that game, that looked the grass exactly tame like a horse. Breath of the Wild. Lots of similar things. The combat. I want to say before I go too far, I want to say that I'm actually excited for this game. Oh yeah. I loved Breath of the Wild, and I love Greek mythology. Yeah. So and it's got a sense of humor. It sounds funny. It's being um, narrated by Zeus and Prometheus, which is hilarious. If you if you know about Greek mythology. <laughs> kind of a fun joke there that they will be hanging out together. Yeah, exactly. Um, they hate each other. Yeah, not good friends. Um, and so it, it's got, it's got you know, like I said, good, good, some good voice acting, some good humor. I'm excited. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm excited about this game. So I don't want this to sound like I'm disparaging. What I do want to ask then, I kind of want to pose this question and have an open conversation about it, is what what is the difference between outright stealing a concept paying homage to a concept, paying tribute to a concept. Where, where is the line there? Why, why is it that, you know, it, how much more similar would Phoenix Rising have to get before people will be like, 
Hold on. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's really similar already. Right. Like, they've clearly taken a lot from that game. And this is not the first game to do this. We talked mm-hmm. about GTA just a minute ago. There's a game called True Crimes Streets of L.A., which was a shameless GTA ripoff. Really? There was a, you know, Saints Row could even be considered a GTA ripoff. I used to think that Driver was like, Driver and GTA were Definitely like... Definitely took some... Were very, very, very similar. But GTA was always better. Sure, sure. So, I mean, what what, what, do, you, what do you think? Do you, do you think that there's a line there that, I mean... I mean, in my opinion, I feel like it's almost uncomfortable how similar this game is to the other one, but I don't know. I I guess, like, I tend to feel like this is not really up to me to decide if the makers of this game wanted to just pay inspiration, then what they should do is they should put a tribute in the beginning of the game or something or at the end of the game in the credits i think what's i think something that's interesting to think about and that, that's an interesting idea to to just be up front with it and say yeah. hey look because like look to be like just own it you guys played breath of the wild yeah you you, you understand this mm-hmm. and i think that sometimes in certain genres um this sort of thing is inevitable like, if you're going to make a third-person open-world action-adventure game and you don't steal shit from Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. you're going to make an inferior game because Breath of the Wild came out and said, this is the right way to do right. this. So if you don't take that, it, it would be like the first person that made a four-wheeled carriage. Yeah. And then someone else is like, I'm going with three wheels. And it, you know, fucking tips over. Yeah. And it's like, well, I didn't want to steal their concept, so I went with three... Sometimes things are just the way to do things, and sometimes a game or a property makes it clear. The modern seatbelt was something that, yeah, if you know, it was created by Volvo, I think, and they decided to, um, not keep a private patent on it or whatever. Make it open for anybody to be able to use that because it was safer. Right. Sure. And some things make it better. I think yes. I think sometimes things are just objectively better. Like I mean, honestly, GTA was one of the first open world go anywhere do anything sort of games and they pioneered a lot of these concepts Mm -hmm. so if anybody wanted to make a game like that which that's a pretty broad genre right Mm -hmm. open world go do stuff you know there's a right and wrong way to do these things and i think grand theft auto just like breath of the wild kind of illuminated us on how to do that now is immortals phoenix rising Flying a little too close to the sun. Oh my god. Maybe those wax wings will melt. Do you mean, in, like, as far as, like, are they pushing it too far? I think that's the question for me. Is yeah. how, how close is too close? Well, I think... I think it is... It, it almost feels like a ripoff, except for the fact that, like, no one is doing anything with Greek mythology except for God of War. Which so, they kind of still it, are, I guess. Yeah. Well, now they're into a different type of mythology. That plays into the game. Sure. Into the story. Um, but this has a different flavor. The story... Oh, for sure. It has a different flavor. But, I would like, even it's say so that, close to it. I would even say that the art style, while similar, they've added their own flair to it enough mm-hmm. that I'm cool with it. You know what I think... I think I know what my primary concern is. It's developed by Ubisoft. And 
Ubisoft is generally fine, but they're yeah. a big developer. Yeah. If this were like some indie game, I don't think anybody would have a problem in the world. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, it's an indie game. It's fine. But it, for Ubisoft to be like, this is what we're going to do. To be sipping the flavor of the rest of the wild feels a little less. Because yeah. it's like, well, you're Ubisoft. You should be thinking of your own shit. Yeah, exactly. Whereas an indie developer. That's interesting. Yeah. It's Ubisoft. But I mean, Ubisoft has a great track record with open world exploration mm-hmm. games. Assassin's Creed, I mean, I don't play them, but a lot of people do and they like them. I mm-hmm. couldn't really get into them, but they, a lot of people love those games and they're, they're well crafted. They review well. So we really shouldn't have any concerns there. The color palette is warmer with more reds and everything. So I think that sure. helps a lot. It does. So, like, from a distance, you're not going to be like, Oh, that's Breath of the Wild. But during combat, you're like, that's Breath of the Wild. Yeah, the combat looks very similar. There were also um, certain areas in the game that had, like, the weird... Like, you could almost see, like, the weird floating particles that remind me of the Calamity stuff in Breath of the Wild. I mean, like, I feel like they do need to own it. Because if it were me, I would be like, hmm... Okay, like, that's based directly off of my art style. Yeah. That's another thing, too, that may- maybe it's in conjunction with the semi-cell-shaded look that they're going for, which is very similar but to what Breath of the Wild But ne- we never saw that before Breath of the Wild. I mean, we saw we saw cell-shading, but we never saw Was specifically anything that looked like Breath of the Wild before it, but we've seen so much after it. We have. We've seen several games. I, I think, like, my time at Porsche looks yeah. very visually similar to Breath of the Wild. Obviously, the Wind Waker was a cell-shaded game mm-hmm. way back in the day. But the character models were very cartoony. Exaggerated. Oh, I love them. I think that Breath of the Wild shares visually some something in common with with the wind waker for sure i personally really like the art style that mm-hmm. immortals and breath of the wild are sharing yeah to me it's, it, it's a i mean you look at breath of the wild on the switch the switch is not a wildly powerful system but breath of the wild manages to look really good and you've seen people you know running emulators for the wii u and playing breath of the wild on their computer and simply just upscaling it to, mm. to higher resolutions. And it's gorgeous. Yeah. That art style lends itself to standing out over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to stand the test of time. Breath of the Wild is going to look good in 10 years. Yeah. Just like the Wind Waker. Still looks good. Still looks good. It's not going to... It ages very, very well. Mm-hmm. And, and Phoenix Rising will probably age pretty well as well. I'm excited to know more about it. Every time I see more about it... It is kind of shameless in the, in the sense that I'm like, ooh, more Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Because that's literally what, what my is, brain is doing. This is Greek mythology, though. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. I just hope they... I hope they do it right. I feel like they they kind of will. But, like, I hope that they do it in a way that's, that's fun and interesting and gets people more interested in Greek mythology and... I don't know. You know what I would really like to see is if they have anything in there about like Medusa or Gorgons. I hope they don't make her like this nasty I'm monster. Almost certain that I saw Medusa in one of the trailers. What'd she look like? I don't. I, Medusa. I mean, she looked like Medusa. Did she look mean? I think so, but I'm not. Ah. I, I don't want. Don't quote me on it because I'm not a hundred percent. I feel like I saw that, but I'm not a hundred percent. Do you find this more or less egregious? than when it happens in music when two people write songs that are very very similar um 
I think it's more so. You do? Yeah. I find myself to be more irritated by when it happens in music than when it happens in games for some reason. Well, I mean... And I don't know why. You're going to... Yeah, but I mean, if, if it's close enough, though, then you're going to have like a like a lawsuit. Sure. And right here, I feel like... I guess to me, with musicians, I can understand that, but with the game... Like, this is already, like, your game can make or break you. It's a lot a lot more time and effort put into a game than oh, into a sure. song. Oh, for sure. That's definitely true. Unless you're just really struggling as an artist, and I'm sorry. That would be, like, for me, if I were going to make a song, it would take me a decade, because I would have to learn, <laughs> you know, how, how to, to make music. Well, um, and, and, you know, it's interesting, too, to think about that, you know, in music, there's only, granted, it's, it's a lot, but, there you know, there's only so many notes and so many chords, and most popular music distills that way down to like a handful yeah. of chords. And then they follow the same like musical progression and a lot right. of the same melodies. Okay, here's here let me let me put it down here. The reason why I feel like it's worse in games is because we have this age old question. Tomb Raider and Uncharted. Right. Which one's better? Who did it first? Who's copying who? That is one of my least favorite arguments out in video game universe right now yeah like in in video games that is an argument that i hate is it because it becomes adversarial yeah it becomes a comparison and because which one's better who did it better who copied who and it's like they both obviously took inspiration from i think they both copied each other actually yeah and they do copy each other but it makes them both better right and I just, I don't trust people to distinguish who actually did it first. And if we're being honest, Tomb Raider did it first. Sure. Uncharted improved it. Tomb Raider took good things from Uncharted yeah. to try and improve themselves. But when it comes down to it, Tomb Raider was the OG one and nobody acknowledges that. And it kind of irritates me a little bit. So, Well, as I someone that grew up as a fan of Tomb Raider, yeah. it's got to be weird to watch uncharted run off and everyone go wow what a great innovative game and you're like well hold on and well well, what about this though that started it all do you feel like you could raise them you know a hand and then they're just like no fuck that that's stupid maybe if we took more time to acknowledge the inspiration inspirations maybe it'll be a, a better thing yeah and if they just outright owned it and said hey you know if you notice that this game is similar to another game that's because we drew inspiration we felt like that was a masterpiece and we want to say thank you to nintendo and uh uh whoever it is who created zelda i can't remember i don't know shigeru miyamoto yes thank you like do that say that in the credits please like just 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 thank people and and call them out like don't pretend like you're not relying heavily on their their work for your game this last topic should be fairly brief but it's just something i kind of wanted to to poke fun at because i think it's hilariously stupid so if you've been following the battle between apple and uh google stadia xbox game pass streaming whatever the hell they're they're actually calling that very lightly so basically what apple has said is you can't be in our store because your thing allows people to play 
a plethora of games, and our rules are that we need to be able to review every game that is on our platform to make sure it's it's up to snuff that there's no problems with it. So you're giving people an app that is a gateway to many games that we have not reviewed. But so they don't do that with Netflix, though. They don't do it with Netflix. They don't watch all the Netflix shows no. and be like, mm, these shows might not be good for us and right. our customers. Netflix put a show about children in weird, inappropriate scenes. I can't remember what it's called. Google it. It got pulled down. Oh, weird. the French movie about the the young dancers? Yeah. yeah. Was that cool iTunes? They're like, yeah, that's fine. That's totally okay. Put it on there. Yep. Let's go. So... They've released a new updated stance here because initially they just blocked Stadia and xCloud. xCloud is what it's called. And they were like, no, it can't be on our platform. So now what they've said is games offered in a streaming game service subscription must be downloaded directly from the App Store. It must be designed to avoid duplicate payment by a subscriber and should not disadvantage non-subscriber customers. So basically what they're getting at is that you would have to... Let's say xCloud has the new Halo game in it. And you're going to have xCloud, you know, Halo's going to be in there. Well, you can't just download xCloud, then select the Halo game and play it. They would need to submit an app that only streamed Halo Infinite to the App Store. Wait, what? They would have to... Each game available in xCloud would have to have its own container, its own app. They would only stream that game. Hmm. And if they submitted that, Google, uh, Apple's like, yeah, that would be fine. That is so fucking stupid. It's not even funny. God. They want Microsoft to just flood their store making stupid containers for games. So and that their app store looks really good. I, I, don't, I don't know if this is just them. I don't know what their motivation for this is. I, honestly, I think what their motivation is is that they're probably going to release their own streaming system of some, yeah. of some kind. And they don't want any competition on their own platform. Yeah. And when people pointed out the hypocrisy in this ruling, they realized that this was something that technically by their bylaws they would have to allow. But no one's going to do that. That's so dumb. God. Oh. That's the stuff that makes me just really dislike Apple. Of course, Microsoft basically just said... Their quote was, this remains a bad experience for customers. Gamers want to jump directly into a game from their curated catalog with one app, just like they did with movies or songs, and not be forced to download over 100 apps to play individual games from the cloud. Yeah. That's an insane thing to ask somebody to do. They're ruining the experience for For the the people. Yeah, for that, that streaming service to make it worse so that people have a bad experience so that they'll be like oh when apple releases theirs they're gonna be like this is so much easier i'll do this yeah you know apple's gonna release their own streaming service and go unlike our competitors you can just download one yeah. app and it's like <laughs> they're forcing the competitors to jump through these hoops and these customers uh, to jump through the hoops isn't it amazing that in the last like two months apple has like done two really preposterously well okay this is stupid the Fortnite thing, I think, is less Apple's fault. Because I was more complicated. It's more complicated, and and it's pretty. It's a pretty standard situation that Epic decided to fight back against. Yeah, but Epic kind of shined a light on on an issue that uh, that Apple has. Apple and Google both take the same thirty percent cut from any in-game transaction from Fortnite or any other game or app on their platform. But Google doesn't force you to use their payment yeah. service. So that was what Google really says, things. okay, if you're on one of our Android devices, feel free to go to the website and yeah. go that way. 
Apple yeah. is like mm, not having it. Yeah, and I, Google pulled it from their store as well, and I'm trying to remember what their reasoning was. And it may have been, it may have actually been that they did have a, the same policy as far yeah. as payments. But the difference with Google is that, or with Android, is that you can still download the APK and install right. it and play the game. Whereas on on iTunes, I, you can't do I, anything can't do on anything an like Apple that. phone. It's got to come from the store. Whereas yeah. if if, you, if they pull it from the Play Store, you just go to Epic's website, download the game, and play it from there. Anyways, it doesn't affect anything. And then from there, Epic can continue getting all of the revenue from their purchases. Personally, I don't think that there's. It's like a consignment sale. There's no problem with. I'm giving you shelf space. You're gonna give me a cut of your sales. Right. PlayStation does. PlayStation, I'm pretty sure has a thirty percent cut as well. Anything mm-hmm. sold in, in the PlayStation store, they get thirty percent up. But then they should do it across the board with like everything. Then it, it gets anything tricky. similar to that. It gets tricky when it's like, well, okay, so the App Store has. I don't know, what about like Voodoo where people would like rent movies from? Yeah. Do they take a cut from each movie rental? Amazon's in there. Do they take a cut from every Amazon sale? I mean, Grubhub, Roadie. You know, they clearly don't do that. You know. So why is it sometimes the rule? Yeah, and and, and specifically the, uh, the statement that they made about needing to make sure that every game, like I'm going to reiterate, that every game is safe to be on their platform. They don't do that with TV. They don't yeah. do that with music. They don't do that with YouTube. They don't. And that's just not right. Somebody's somebody's in their office listening to every song on Spotify, you know? Yeah. Like, come on. like it's just not right. Don't yeah. fucking lie. Quit yeah. lying. It's obviously it's obviously a double standard. Just say it. This could hurt our streaming service that we're about to release yeah and most people would understand that it's still shitty but it's illegal oh that's illegal see i didn't know that that if you have a platform like this it it, it is um it would go against anti-competition laws so like if you're you're basically going out of your way to kneecap one of your competitors yeah I, i think that look i'm not a lawyer there's a lot of legal things here um, I think that certain things have to be established for that to take effect. Like, I have a hard time. It, it comes. It's like similar things about like um, people get mad at a business kicked them out for not wearing a mask. Right. Well, a business can can refuse service. Yeah. They're allowed to do that. You're on private property. Mm-hmm. They can kick you out. It's not. It's not public space. You don't have the right to Walmart. You can get banned from Twitter for saying, like, people have argued, like, is Twitter, does Twitter have a liberal bias? People, oh, I got banned because I tweeted something that was conservative. Whether that's true or not, which I don't know if it is or it isn't. It's I'm not, not because that. our president is a Republican and yeah. a lot of his family say very crazy. Crazy We won't shit. get into that. But, but whether it's true or not, same rules apply there. Twitter is not a right. They can ban you. Mm-hmm. In fact, Twitter could ban you and just say, we banned you because you're ugly. And that would be fully within their rights mm-hmm. to do. You don't have a right to Twitter. Yeah. Do you have a right to the App Store? And if you don't, then Apple can pretty much do as they please. Mm-hmm. So we have to. I think. I think we have to establish that Apple is their App Store is a marketplace, which in some ways changes the rules. Yeah. And makes it so that you have to have these fair practice laws in place. And if that is the case. They can't block a streaming service because it would serve as competition for their own service. So they have to make a case against that, which is why they keep changing their statements. Yes, why they're making up rules to, to make and it fit. Honestly, I'm I really hope they get 
I mean, we all know, we know it, that it has to do with the fact that they're a competitor to them. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. So, just an interesting little update I wanted to kind of throw out there and something I just wanted to, to mention because I thought it was a rather funny thing for Apple to say. There, mm-hmm. it's, it's like, look, you can say, fix this problem yourself. All you got to do is make a hundred games <laughs> and, and submit each of them individually and we're fine. Yeah. It's like them saying to Epic, you know, they, it reminds me of like the mob boss that comes in and busts up your shop and they're like, they're like, ah, oh, it's a real shame what happened to your store. Maybe next time you pay for protection, this will not happen. It's like, you fucking did it. You did this. You did it to me. <laughs> yeah. Just got to fix your app and resubmit it. All these problems can go away. They really are acting like a mob boss. They're, hey, $2 trillion company. They're throwing that weight around. Mm-hmm. Throwing that weight around. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you for today's sponsor, Twitch streamer, Team Nub Nation, and the podcast Laughing at Your Life, which you can find links to both of in our show notes. There's a a blog post about Team Nub Nation at scaryifliteral.com. If you head to the Scary If Literal Friends of the Show link up there at the top, you can also find find links to us on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, etc., as well as ways to interact with us and even support us if you choose to do so. So thank you for joining me today, Jesse. My name is Shane. This was Podcast Revived, and until next time, stay nerdy, my friends.